When I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Got a question for you, though, today, as usual. What would you think if while we were sitting here having church, that we heard this drilling noise on the roof until parts of the roof started falling down, falling down on us, and we looked up, and there were some guys up there because it was so crowded in here they couldn't get in. So they knocked a hole in the roof so they could hear what was going on. Well, it sounds silly, doesn't it? I mean, we'd probably call the police and have them arrested. For sure, we'd be wondering who and when the roof was going to get fixed. But you know, that is exactly what happened to Jesus. That's right, as told in the book of Mark, while he was preaching in a house in Capernaum, I'm sure you've heard the story. These four guys brought their paralytic friend on a bed, knowing the Lord could heal him. But it was so crowded that he couldn't get in. So they figured out about where Jesus was in the house. And they went up on the roof, and they knocked a hole in it, and lowered their friend in. And of course the Lord healed him. That's not why I'm retelling the story this morning. Something new caught my attention about this event. Because the Bible says that when they had broken through and lowered their friend down, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he turned to the paralytic and said, Son, your sins are forgiven. You see, this example clearly demonstrates how much God loves people of action. The word doesn't say that Jesus spoke a word to these four guys. But what he saw was enough. He saw they were concerned for their friend. He saw it wasn't easy getting a sick guy on a bed up on a roof. And he saw that they believed that Jesus was their only answer. My mom tells this story. That after having two sons, my older brothers, Ron and Glenn... The doctors told her she needed an operation. The result of the operation would be that she couldn't have any more children. So disappointed, she consulted five doctors. And she got the same diagnosis. So she scheduled the surgery. And upon hearing this news, my uncle George, who was a young evangelist, he began calling her, begging her to wait on the surgery. Writing her. She didn't even have a phone. He'd call the neighbors and send a message to her and say, God is going to heal you. He asked her to come to a revival that he was holding in a, a town several hours away. She finally relented, and she went. She went forward that night, and standing beside a woman who was also healed miraculously, God healed her. 
Now, obviously, my little sister Vicki and I are the beneficiaries of that not-so-little miracle. Well, Uncle George is my modern-day example of those guys who are willing to knock a hole in the roof to reach Jesus. I'm proud to say that at age 86, Uncle George is still traveling and preaching, and I'm sure knocking holes in roofs. But these stories make me wonder, when I'm faced with impossible situations, would I knock a hole in the roof for Jesus? Am I willing for people not to understand my actions in order to do whatever is necessary to touch him? Have I ever been willing to do anything to reach Jesus for someone else like those four guys did? Well, listen. Fortunately, you don't have to get a ladder and start climbing walls this morning. But whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever your loved ones are going through, you just need to take the action to the situation by going to Jesus with it. I don't know what brought me to this story this morning, but there's a saying that not everything faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. So this morning when we have our prayer time, I felt like I wanted to tell you this, because whatever the problem, Jesus is your answer. And I hope you'll come like those four guys on the roof, knowing that Jesus is there for your situation. Do you need help right now? God is interested in you and your problems today. Stay tuned to hear how God is here to help you right now with your needs. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. If I said to you this morning that the Lord is here, that he's with us, I know you would agree with me. Many of you would say amen. But how many of you know that God really is the God of right now? The Word tells us many ways that God is just that, the God of right now. We know that the Word says that God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that He said that and that it's true. But when Moses asked God one time, who do I say you are? God said, you tell them, I am 
who I am. Did you ever wonder why God said that? You see, God was not going to be labeled like all the false, false gods that Moses had seen in his life. I am who I am is God because there's no adequate description of God. There's no one name that does the trick. God only allowed names to be referred to him by his characteristics. Like Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Things like that. So it's interesting to me that God uses this way to describe himself. I am who I am, which is certainly a present tense. In fact, one of the names that God does allow himself to be known was Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord who is present. Thousands of years later, when Jesus speaks, he uses the same present tense. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the light. So throughout the ages, even though we know God was always before and will always be, when he communicated with people, he wanted us to know he was living in the moment with us. Now, even today, one of the reasons why our worship services are so fulfilling to our spirit is because we are communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel his presence, it's because he's really here. Right now. And I'm making this point, exaggerating this point to you this morning about God being the God of right now because I want you to know something. God is as great right now as he's ever been. He's always been great, but he's just as great right now. The word says that he's the same today, or yesterday, today, and forever. So he can be to you and me what he was to Moses, to David, Joseph, Peter, and Paul. The same God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas, slaying giants. The same God to you who said, I am who I am. You see, God's, his reach spans eternity. But he's always been focused on right now with you and me. Now is the most important moment of your life because you can't go back. You can't see ahead. But you can always make a choice right now. You can only do the right thing now. You can only ask forgiveness now. You can only give of yourself and your resources now. What I'm saying is God is interested in you and your problems today. And when I say we should live in the moment, I'm not saying that we should live impulsively or carelessly. We know God values common sense and wisdom, and he even helps us acquire those qualities. But grasping the fact that God is living 
in the now with us means that every second of our life is meant to be lived to the fullest in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you remember this story, the Lord once made the point to the disciples that we should be more like little children. Why do you think that he would say that? Could it be because kids are so much better at living in the moment and forgetting the hurts of yesterday, having way too much fun to worry about tomorrow? You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with God. That's why he reminds us of our past. Tries to make us fear our future. But the word says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of Christ, our sins have been reconciled and forgotten and By faith, our future is assured so we can defeat the enemy by reminding him that we're eternally connected to God and we're living each moment of our life with him, for him. And we're going to do it right now. You know, today we want to stay connected with people all the time. We feel the need for constant communication. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, Text, Skype. For some reason, we feel better when we know this connection is right there at our fingertips, especially with the people that we care about the most. We rush through life so many times, not putting the Lord in this loop. The Lord wants to be on our quick dot. He's always been there for us, ready, waiting to get involved in our life. So we always have to remember that when we don't feel connected to God, it's not his fault. That's on us. I heard someone say recently that eternity is a never-ending series of now moments. I'm convinced more than ever that no matter what's going on in our lives today, whatever your trials and troubles. The word that you need to hold on to is simply this one. Today is the day. The Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Would you say that with me? Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. The enemy often tempts us with materialism on one hand and makes us fear we'll lose everything on the other. That's why giving is so important. Stay with us to learn how to trust God with your future. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy 
vanity that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo tools, intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side. Okay, here's a question nobody has ever asked you before. I don't think. What does exercise and giving have in common? Okay, so the other day... So the other day, while I was in the middle of one of my three times a week workouts, I realized something. I hate exercise. (laughs) Now, that may surprise some of you that uh, know my history and are aware that I've been involved in the exercise industry for most of the last 35 years. But even though I have a wealth of knowledge and experience related to all things exercise, And I've even had a hand in creating a few products that people use in their daily uh, exercise routines. I had never admitted, not even to myself, that I don't really like to do it. However, I do know that it's good for me. And I know it's necessary for my health and my well-being. And I am willing to commit some time and some effort to receive the benefits that come from regular exercise. But if I'm totally honest, I don't enjoy it. Now, I know lots of people that are just like me. They try to convince themselves that they like to exercise. But if you ask them if they ever skipped a workout because something else came up, or if they didn't feel particularly energetic, One day, they did a few less reps on their weights, or they reduced the time on the treadmill. Their answer would almost always be yes. You see, we know we need to exercise, and it's good for us. And we will commit to doing it at some level. And consequently, all of us will reap the benefits according to that level of commitment. Now, it just so happens I happen to know a few people who really do love to exercise. Now, how many of you remember a guy named Jack LaLanne? Now, he was a pioneer in the exercise industry, a a true force. He had a TV show for many years, and I never met anyone who loved exercise like him. He never stopped talking about it, and he never stopped doing it. He had an amazing physique. One time, just to prove what great shape he was in, he handcuffed his hands and his feet, and he tied himself to 70 rowboats behind him with people in them, and he swam a mile in Long Beach Harbor on his 70th birthday. Now, Jack passed away last year at the age of 97. He worked out the day before he died. He wouldn't have had it any other way. I've met others who are champions of their sport who are the same way. At some point in their early years, they came to actually love their work and the effort it took so much that it elevated them to a world-class performance. So what does all that have to do with our giving? You see, when we honor God with our tithes, 
We're living under God's blessing because of our obedience. Even if we struggle to do it. Even if it's unpleasant for us at times. The word says that to obey is better than sacrifice. The Lord appreciates the act of obedience because it tangibly demonstrates our commitment to him. So when we tithe, we will see the blessings of God in every area of our life. But as great as that is, as great as that is, it's like the benefit I get from my exercise that I don't even really like to do. It's great, but it would be so much more effective if I loved it. The Word shows us that the greatest benefit of tithing and giving is when we learn to love doing it. The Word says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. You see, if we learn to love being a giver... That's when the Lord can develop our potential as a giver. And it's when we can witness the miraculous things the Lord can do for others and for us through our generosity. You know, the enemy always tempts us with materialism on one hand and the fear we'll lose everything we have on the other. That's why tithing and giving are so important. Every time you give, it's an act of faith that things are not the most important things in your life and that you trust God for your future. The Word promises us that giving generously always comes back to us. It says, so give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord will bless you in all your works and in everything that you do. So I want to encourage you today in your giving, to begin to love to give. Ask the Lord to help you develop your generous spirit, and I promise you something great will happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's embracegrace.com or call 817-755-8484.